Oprah's amazing. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, Oprah. <laughs> when I met her, and then I was like, I was interviewing Oprah, like, oh my gosh, pinch me. So I was like struggling with my camera. And then she sees me struggling basically. And she's like, do you want me to hold the microphone for you? <laughs> and I'm like, you would do that for me? <laughs> He was like, yeah. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, you're so sweet. Welcome to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores exceptional career success stories, inspiring and insightful personal brand journeys that answer the question, are you coffee or are you Starbucks? Fascinating conversations with leaders about their career breakthroughs from entertainment, tech, media, and more. You'll learn how they've turned up the volume on their brand to unlock success. Firsthand, uncensored, and real, as told by people who've been there. And plenty of inspiration and practical tools to help you lead with your brand every day as you drive towards your next career breakthrough. And now, here's your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Hey, everybody, it's Jason Patria, and you are listening to the Lead With Your Brand podcast. That is the podcast for folks just like you looking to turn up the volume, show your value, and lead with your brand to your next career breakthrough. I am thrilled for today's guest. It is Liberty Zabala, a four-time Emmy Award-winning reporter and weather anchor from Fox 5 San Diego. But before we get to Liberty, I want to talk a little bit about your brand and your career audience. You know, if there's anything we know as marketers that we can apply to the lead with your brand system, that is that you've got to know your audience. Now, you know I've talked all about if you try to be something to everyone, you're really nothing to no one. And that is so true even in your career. You've got to focus on your tribe. Who are those super fans? Who are those people that love you. Now, people always say to me, well, Jason, I get that that works in marketing, but I can't turn people away from me when I'm at work or in my career. And you're absolutely right. But guess what? Great brands don't turn people away. They just spend the majority of their energy super serving their super fans. So that's my question to you. Who are your super fans? Who is your tribe? How can you identify the folks that really, really love you? So I want you to think back in your current role and over your career, who are those people that always pop up as folks that are advocating for you, that are singing your praises, that are coming to you with advice, that are coming to you for advice? Those typically are your super fans. So if you can figure out what that secret sauce is that binds all of those different people in your career who are your raving fans, you can identify who that tribe is and now you can be on the lookout for them around. Who are those folks that you don't know in your company or in your network that match that profile so that you can super serve them so that they can help amplify your brand? Well, I've got an amazing guest today. It is Liberty Zabala, a four-time Emmy Award-winning reporter and weather anchor from Fox 5 San Diego. Now, Liberty is known for her memorable stories, including leading 
groundbreaking news coverage of the Central American immigration crisis, covering the devastating firestorms that burned across San Diego County and terrorist attacks that have happened in San Bernardino, as well as the Las Vegas mass shooting. In fact, her coverage has earned her two San Diego Press Club awards, and she's even filed reports overseas from Belize and Israel. Now, prior to working at Fox 5 San Diego, she previously worked at NBC7 San Diego and has worked as a multimedia journalist for KCOY, KKFX, and the CBS Fox affiliate covering California's Central Coast. We'll be back in just a few moments with Liberty Zabala. For over 25 years, Jason has coached, trained, and developed thousands of leaders and executives, helping them achieve their next career breakthrough. He's a featured speaker at global conferences and companies to help everyone bring their best authentic self to work, show their value, and lead with their brand every day. Get more tips and tools at leadwithyourbrand.com. And we are back with a super fabulous guest today. It is Liberty Zabala, a four-time Emmy-winning reporter and weather anchor for Fox 5 San Diego. Liberty, what is going on? Hi, Jason. I'm so happy to be with you today. I'm very excited for our conversation and this podcast. Congratulations on your one-year anniversary. That's so exciting. Oh my gosh, I know. (laughs) I hope I don't look one year old. It's been amazing. And I have been dying to have you on Liberty. So let's jump right in. Um, When you meet people, how do you explain to them what you do and who you are? (laughs) Well, that is very interesting because I usually just tell them, you know, I'm a reporter and weather anchor for Fox 5 San Diego. You know, I've been working in San Diego for seven years now, almost two years for Fox 5 because I was at NBC previously and that's how we met through the NBC Know Your Value program and yeah I love it here in San Diego it's a beautiful city it's a beautiful market there's tons of news tons of stories here and I'm just so grateful to be a part of this community and to be able to cover it both in news and in weather. Yeah. And so, Liberty, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is you have just such a great uh, career story in the news business. So when you look back on your career, what have been some of the big career breakthrough moments for you that really got you to the next level of being a journalist? Well, I mean, first of all, when I was at NBC, I was in this program called the NBC Reporter Development Program. So I've previously worked yeah. a year and a half in Santa Maria, California at the CBS and Fox affiliate there at KPOY. And then I got this amazing opportunity to be a part of the NBC Reporter Development Program. And they called us reporter trainees. We were selected like four from across the country into this intensive multimedia journalist uh, training program that really, really was like a breakthrough moment for me, you know, just being plucked out of my first job and then being exposed to the top executives of NBC Universal and really learning from them. Like I was trained by uh, the Pointner Institute's Al Tompkins and some of the top journalists and managers at stations in Dallas, in obviously San Diego and in, uh, we went to New York and DC and we saw just 
so many different stations and how they run news. And we were, we were also trained on how to do it well and do it right. And that was such a great thing to be a part of early on in my career because it really laid the foundation for what I do today. You know, even though I'm not with NBC anymore, but I was so grateful for that experience. So that was one experience that really helped me kick off my career early on. And then since then, I've been able to really uh, get into my work and really hit hard stories. And I've been able to earn four Emmys during my career, which I am very, very proud of. Those are um, Emmys that are very meaningful to me because uh, these are the stories that I covered were very impactful um, and they were breaking stories. Uh, one of my Emmys was in um, covering the Las Vegas mass shooting. The other one was, yeah. I've covered several wildfires um, that have devastated San Diego County here. We have lots of wildfires here. And just just being just being able to be honored in that way to with the Emmy to know that my work really made an impact um, it is meaningful for me. So earning those Emmys, uh, you know, just made me realize, you know, I am on the right track here. <laughs> <laughs> Talk to me a little bit about covering the Las Vegas shooting, right? I mean, how as a journalist are you prepared for something like that when you just, I'm sure you got a buzz on your phone that was like, mm-hmm. you're getting on a plane and here's here's the story. So <laughs> so walk me through, uh, you know, your coverage of that and, and how do you manage something like that? Yeah, absolutely. And it was, you got that buzz on your phone and you're like, get on a plane to Las Vegas, right? Um, and you're just like, okay, I'm going to go. You know, uh, for me, what was happening was I was actually following the news because when you're in news, you, you're a junkie. You're following news all over the world. I was following what was happening in Las Vegas and, and I was going to go to sleep. And I was like still seeing the tweets and the uh, posts come in and um, watching the coverage. And then in, in the morning, hey, get on a plane to Las Vegas and cover it. So I think what pre- you're never really truly prepared on any breaking news situation because it can change so quickly. But what does prepare you is just doing the work every day. So I was a breaking news morning show reporter at the time in San Diego. So um, I was doing breaking news every single day, multiple live shots, multiple hits. And when you're a journalist, that's your job. You know, you know what to do. You get on a scene, you gather the facts, you you talk to people, you interview them, uh, you shoot the B-roll, everything. That's what prepares you. It's the daily grind of what you come in and do every day. That's going to prepare you for the big moments. So when that big moment happened uh, of me covering Las Vegas, I, I went and I knew exactly what to do because it's what you do every day, right? When you get on the yeah. ground, you're immediately messaging people. You're immediately trying to get sources, trying to get any connections. Because I've been to Las Vegas before. I have friends there. And that, <laughs> that helps you. That helps you on the ground uh, when you have people who are already there, already know the lay of the land, and they can direct you to um, potential stories. So I was able to connect with friends there saying, hey, I'm here. I'm covering this. What have you heard? What, what's going on? And then that's how I was able to find some of my stories. And that's really, really helpful. Um, it's very helpful to keep connections 
throughout your entire life. Even if it doesn't, even if it's like someone you met briefly at a, at a party or down the street, you never know when they can lead you to a story. So just always keep that line of communication because you never know when you can wake up in Las Vegas one day and need, need uh, help on the ground. And that's what happened. And I was able to, um, in because of my connections there, I was able to interview this um, 18-year-old, 17-year-old kid, basically, who was about to join the Air Force. And he literally picked, he was at the concert, he picked up injured people bleeding into his truck, drove them to the hospital, and then came back to the concert venue to pick up more people. So this is a hero, wow. right? A hero. And I was able to tell his story um, because of using a connection where I was like, hey, do you know of anyone I could interview or someone I should talk to? And even meet this young man was like a, a powerful moment because I'm like, wow, you stepped up in this time of disaster and need and you're only 17 years old and 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 those stories are such an honor to share with with the public especially in such dark times because when chaos and darkness is happening around you like i'm able to show here's the light wow yeah and 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 from tragedy i know you've also you've you've also interviewed some amazing people so you've interviewed you know uh kamala harris and stan lee the comic yes. creator and and oprah winfrey mm-hmm. who are some of the interviews that that you are most proud of oh my goodness so oprah is amazing i think any <laughs> everyone could agree on this but oprah was amazing i interviewed her in my first market in santa maria California. And back then I was an MMJ, a multimedia journalist, which means you write, shoot your own video, edit and report on camera and you're posting to social media and you're posting to the website and you're doing 20,000 people's jobs, but you, you, you make it work, right? When it's your first market, your first job, you do everything. So I was doing that. I was at her estate when she was having an estate sale in Santa Barbara and Oprah's amazing. So I'm just like, oh my gosh, Oprah. <laughs> when I met her, and then I was like, I was interviewing Oprah, like, oh my gosh, pinch me. So I was like struggling with my camera. And then she sees me struggling basically. And she's like, do you want me to hold the microphone for you? <laughs> and I'm like, you would do that for me. <laughs> he was like, yeah. And I was like, in my mind, I'm like, you're so sweet. You you really are like how you are on TV. You're like so kind and warm and everything. And she was like, she didn't treat me like any less than the reporters with two crews with the photogs. She was just like, okay, I'm going to answer your questions. I'll hold your microphone for you. And I, I was just like, you are, you are a kind, warm person. And just to interview her and then to see that you, you know how some people, they're one way on TV or in movies and they're different yeah. in real life. Like it was nice to see yeah. that she was really a genuine person in real life too. So uh, she, she sticks out in my mind and will always. <laughs> I am so jealous. And you got Oprah Winfrey to hold, hold your, your microphone. Mic. <laughs> like, oh my God. 
<laughs> she probably felt just sorry for um, me, Jason. Okay, she felt sorry. For me. <laughs> That's okay. I am jealous because I want Oprah to feel sorry for me and hold my microphone. Um, but now, Liberty, I know you're and you're an LA girl just like me, right? Um, you grew up in Eagle Rock. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Pasadena. Um, so yes, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. So talk to me when you were little. What did you want to be? Did you always want to be a journalist? No, actually, uh, I'm from Eagle Rock. Yeah, when I was growing up, I actually wanted to be an archaeologist, not a journalist. I know my father was actually an accomplished newspaper reporter in the Philippines. And then he became a foreign diplomat to the U.S. And that's how my family came to America. And I was born here. um, And then after that... Uh, my father did work in newspapers here, like the LA Daily News, before it um, got shut down. Um, and I always was around him reading the newspaper every single day. And I always had a passion for writing, but he never like encouraged me or pushed me to go into news at all. I was just on a whim in, in high school one day. I was like, hey, I need an elective for college. Uh, maybe I'll try, I'll, I'll try newspaper because my dad was a newspaper journalist. Maybe it will, uh, work out for me. And then I, I joined my campus paper and I pumped out my first article and everything started clicking everything. I started pumping out article wow. after article after article. And sometimes half the paper would be all my articles. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, I was like, I think I'm onto something. Um, and uh, in a year, I became managing editor of the campus paper. And then I was like, okay, I think I know what I want to do for the rest of my life. I think I'm going to go into journalism. But in college, I selected broadcast journalism instead of newspaper like my dad. Mm. <laughs> so my dad was uh, wow. just an, an influence. Um, just being around him, um, I, I kind of followed in his footsteps in a way. Wow, that's awesome. Uh, especially considering you wanted to be an archaeologist <laughs> at first. I know. So when I was nine years old, I watched the movie The Mummy. This is so dorky of me and nerdy of me, but I watched the movie <laughs> at The Mummy at nine years old, and nine year old me was like, Oh my gosh, I need to go to Egypt. Like, I love this. I watched that movie so many times I could like memorize the lines. Like that's how obsessed I was. And I was like, I'm going to be an archeologist. I'm going to hunt for treasure. I'm going to beat up mummies and I'm going to own it. I'm going to be like Indiana Jones. And I was so into that. Um, But then I realized when I went to school and actually started taking the courses, it's not like the movies. So then I was like, maybe I should (laughs) rethink this. Well, Liberty, let's talk a little bit about your brand, your brand as as a journalist. What are three words that you would use to describe your brand? What I would use to describe my brand. So, you know, it, it it's really, really interesting when you think about your brand, because I know you're you're so good at like meeting with your brand and you you should know and you're you're very uh, honed in on it and everything. I never was like, I, I'm going to select a brand. I never was like, like, I guess, I guess I wasn't as smart as anyone. Like, I wasn't as smart to like actually have a, this is my brand. You know, I just feel like, um, doing great work and making sure that you are fueling yourself in 
healthy ways, I feel like is my brand because like for me, I feel like there are pillars in life uh, that you need to have a healthy life. So for me, it's like working out. For me, it's like uh, spiritually with my faith. Uh, for me, it's work at Fox 5 San Diego journalism and impacting my community. Um, it's being there for friends and it's being uh, there for my education, fueling my mind as well. So for me, it's like yeah. I'm always trying to make sure that I am building up my pillars in every aspect of life, whether it's fitness or uh, spirituality or mental health or traveling or just being there with my friends and family or uh, just doing a great job at work. I think I try I try to strive for excellence in all those categories. Uh, and that that is my brand in a way, you know, just trying to make sure each pillar is addressed and and you're you're fueling things that fuel your soul. So that that, that that's I guess that's yeah. my brand is uh, fueling my soul fueling the soul <laughs> through healthy yeah. through healthy ways you know yeah and so i love that you have these pillars right because it's like those are core to you now have you always had those pillars or did those pillars evolve for you over time as you found that to be really kind of the purpose that you were striving yes for? they have not always been there i've i've I have made the mistake, which I think a lot of people do, is like not having those many pillars and focusing on just one pillar or two pillars. And I think that that can be detrimental because for me before, my only pillar was work. I was a intense oh. workaholic. And I think a lot of people are like that. They, they just, uh, which is good, you know, because you, you, you advance and you're, you get, you become successful. But if you're only focusing on work and only building up that one pillar, uh, when something bad happens at work or something, you're going to break down. But if you have multiple pillars holding you up, if one pillar falls, you have the other four pillars that will keep you straight and keep you on the right track and keep you steady. So for me, as I got older, and more mature, um, I realized that there are other aspects of life that we need to constantly be uh, building, 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 so that uh, we will always be steady. Because there will be storms and there will be times when you get knocked down on your face, but those pillars will help you through those storms. That's why, um, that's why I, I think it's important to have multiple pillars and be fueling yourself in multiple ways. Yeah. And, and what was that moment or what were a couple of those moments, Liberty, where you were like, man, I'm a workaholic and this isn't healthy and I need to have other things need to be in balance. I mean, so, you know, it, it comes with honestly really tough times in life. I, um, I lost my father in 2016 and that was very, very difficult. And it, it, it in during those moments of life, you start to reevaluate your life and the direction that you're going. You know, yes, um, work is very important and it's a big part of your life, but you also have to make sure you're focusing on your family or uh, if you're a person of faith like me, uh, your your faith or, or your fitness so that you're healthy as well too, so that you can carry on. And um, so when you experience um a, a death or a passing it really it really shines a light for you and then 
you realize the direction that you want to go in life. Now, Liberty, one of the reasons why I wanted to talk to you is I feel like you are a queen of social media. Like you, I see you on every platform, even though we haven't seen each other in person in years. It's like, I feel like almost every morning I get you in some of my, in in one or many of my feeds. So what are your tips? Like, how is it that you're managing your career and still, you know, you talk about all of your pillars a lot of times on social media. What are what are the things that you do to be effective using social? So for using social media, it is important to know that it's it's a tool, right? And with any tool, it could be used in a bad way or there's a lot of there's a lot <laughs> of negative stuff on social media. I'm sure you know there's a lot of division in our country right now, a lot of misinformation or it could be used in that way. Or, or trolls who just want to hate on people, or it can be used for good. So for me, I try to focus um, my social media as a platform for good, you know, um, to cut. We, I think we do need to combat some of the negativity on there uh, with good content, with uh, creative content. Um, I think it's important when you're on social media to not so much focus on consumption and I and I've had to struggle with that too limit my consumption because of so much negativity that yeah. can be on there and focus on creation so for me I try to focus on creation and yes when you're in journalism you have to have a Twitter a Facebook and Instagram like all these different platforms <laughs> LinkedIn. I'm like I can't even keep up with the platforms out there there's like too many but when I do create on there I'm making sure that it's something positive uh, something that's going to inform people something that is going to impact them their lives either make them more educated about news or in their community or in weather or um, just right in their day, you know, as long as it's being used in a good way, um, then, then I'm okay with using social media. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, it, it always surprises me because I know it's, it's like a requirement to be on social media platforms as a journalist, but you have a way of really kind of giving us a little bit behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. right? And as an audience member, it's like, we really get a sense of who you are as a person in addition to the stories you're covering. So how, how do you make that, how, how do you make that so relatable for people? Well, it's, it's, it's about showcasing your personality, right? So um, you can be just like a robot reporter, cookie cutter robot reporter, you know, and that's, that's not who I am. Like, I do have a personality and I I am a human being. So like I mentioned, um, it's, I think it's important to stay in touch with your humanity. Like no one, no one is like a report, uh, like a robot reporter. Or I hope they're not, you know, um, but th- there are, there are some like that out there, but um, it's okay to showcase like that. Hey, this really hit my heart right now. You know? Um, mm. And I think viewers and people who follow you really resonate when you're real and you are authentic and you, it's relatable, you know, it's like, Hey, no, I'm a human being too. Um, these tragedies, um, affect me too. And, um, though it's not, it, it, it should never, the story should never, uh, or your biases should never cover, um, be a part of the story. You, you can still be a human. And I try to 
to make sure that the viewers know, like, and, and my followers know that, like, I may be on TV as a reporter telling these stories, but I'm in the grocery store line just like you. I'm getting gas just like you, complaining about the high gas prices. I'm in, I'm in <laughs> church next to you. I'm at the gym doing reps next to you. Like, I am trying to show the viewer that I am a part of this community. I'm just like you so that when they do see me on social media or on TV, they'll be like, oh, hey, she's just like us. You know, Liberty's like that my neighbor down the street, you know, and I, I always want people to feel connected with me in that way and be able to relate with me that way. Cause I'm just a normal old person. I just happen to be on TV doing stories. <laughs> <laughs> and, and how do you deal with the haters? Because as a public figure, I'm sure you get a fair amount of uh, people who are trolling or posting negative comments. How do you handle that? Oh my that? goodness. Yes. So, uh, you know, I, I, I'll admit it does get to you. It can, it can be very hurtful at times, uh, when you just get hate for no reason. Like even when I, sometimes I'll post a story and these people will just comment like, and it's just like, why are you so angry? <laughs> like, uh, don't, shoot, <laughs> don't shoot the messenger. Okay. <laughs> like, but I think it goes back to, you know, just recognizing that it has nothing to do with you. It more speaks about themselves mm. and some sort of mm. power or uh, making themselves feel better by tearing others down. I feel like that that is um, an epidemic in the social media world where people, they can hide behind a computer screen and a keyboard. So they have no um, consequences to whatever hurtful things they say to them. And and sometimes people don't understand that, hey, Liberty, who's on TV, is a, also a human being with feelings. They're just like, ah, no, whatever. And I think we've lost that because of the screen and the computer and the, and the keyboard. So we've lost that humanity. And so I think it's important. And that's why with my brand, I try to tap into that humanity because we need to remember that the person like on the other side of the screen, I see Jason right here. You're a human being, you know, yeah. and we need to remember we're brothers and sisters and all in this together. And so for me, I just block, I'll just block that. That's the easiest thing. But if it does get to me and it is hurtful, then I'll, I'll call a friend and be like, Oh my gosh. Or, or I'll just be like, I'll just remember that it's, it speaks less about you and more about the person who's writing it. Like, uh, for me, like Jason, I don't think you go on Twitter and, but maybe you do Facebook going, rah, 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 I hate you. You look ugly to other random people. Do you? <laughs> you do that? Would no. a healthy person do that? No, I don't think so. You know, so it's like, try not to let that get to you, you know? So I just, and, and, and if need be, just get off it. I'll, I'll deactivate my account uh, here and there or, or even delete the app on my phone if it gets too much and affects my mental state. So um, that's how I deal with the craziness of social media. It's okay to step away. It's okay to step away. Just block. Be like, thank you. God bless you. I wish you well. And uh, continue on with your work. As long as you know uh, what you're putting out there is good, don't just ignore the haters. Yeah. 
So tell me, how did you get such a fabulous name like Liberty? <laughs> I was actually born the day before Independence Day. Wow. Yeah. So I pretend the fireworks are for me and everything. So. <laughs> <laughs> so my parents were like, oh, there's it's going to be 4th of July. We should probably name her Liberty. So that that's how I got my name. Oh, that's so cool. And a great brand. I know. Right? No, it's a, growing up, I used to be made fun of so bad. Like the kids in school would like say the Pledge of Allegiance when I walked by and I'd be like, why did you guys name me this? I don't like it. Um, but now I love it. Like it's so recognizable and it's, it's for me, it, it just speaks to who I am too. It's like the perfect name for me. Cause I, I, I really do love our country and, and the freedoms that we have here and, um, and, and being free, you know, it's all about that. So I yeah. like that. A couple of fun, quick closing questions for you, Liberty. We've been talking a little bit about your brand, but uh, what brands are you obsessed with? What's something that you can't live without as a consumer? Oh, wow. You know, so I have I have really focused on, you know, trying to consume things that will fuel my mind and soul. So I really like... Um, mm podcasts like um, Jay Shetty's On Purpose or Lewis House School of Greatness, um, even Oprah's Oprah's oh, yeah. podcast too. Like those, those Super Soul Sunday, like those are, those are yeah. things that I listen to when I'm doing my hair and makeup, the two hours that it takes me to do, because it really sets up your day on a positive note, you know, because you can, you can you can feed your mind and consume like a lot of negativity online and that's going to set you up for such a bad day and it's going to ruin your mood. But if you set your day up right um, and it's important for me to start off in the morning in a good positive mindset and a peak state. So those are, those are the ways that I try to do it by fueling your minds with positive conversations, constructive conversations, insightful conversations that are going to educate you about yourself or the world. Yeah. And if Liberty Zabala was a car, what type of car would you be? If Liberty Zabala was a car. Oh my goodness. The new Liberty. I know. I would say, huh? I've always wanted a Jeep. Like, honestly, I love those. Ah, that's my yes, obsession. Yes, I love those sleek Jeeps because they can go off-roading and uh, do whatever they want, you know, um, go out on adventures. That's kind of how I am. But then they can also look really sleek and clean and fancy. So I'm a bit of both. I'm like, I'm like the adventurous and the glam. So I would say like a really nice Jeep. Yeah. And finally, Liberty, what's the best career advice you'd like to pass on to our listeners? My best career advice would be to, you know, it all goes back to fueling yourself. And I say, like, don't measure your self-worth. I know we, we focus a lot on social media, but don't measure your self-worth on external things and likes and followers and things like that because that will just drive you crazy because it's there one day and it's mm. gone the next or you could be loved one day and hated the next you know on on the internet so i would say don't measure your self-worth on external things but focus on fueling yourself internally on the inside with healthy things that fill your mind body spirit soul um your relationships that's the way to go for me 
Well, Liberty Zabala, it was great talking with you. Thank you for filling our <laughs> souls with such goodness so today. Sweet. Thank you so much for having me, Jason. You are awesome and amazing. You're a king of branding and social media. So for you uh, to even ask me for advice, I was like, are you sure? <laughs> Of course, and we will catch you when we are watching the news on Fox 5 San Diego. And I'll be back in just a few moments with my final thoughts. Are you tired of not being recognized for your work? Are you ready to rise above the rest and accelerate to the next level? The Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program will help you take control of your career, develop your own unique brand, and catapult you to a whole new level of success. You are a top performer, and the Lead With Your Brand Career Breakthrough Mentoring Program is what you need to get you there. Visit leadwithyourbrand.com to learn how. Wow, I just loved talking to Liberty. She's got so much energy and so much spirit. I really love how she comes through as being super authentic because she is focused on the things that are most important to her and messaging that out in person, on TV, and in social media. Now, one of the things that really jumped out at me in terms of Liberty's conversation was this whole notion of being a journalist and you never know what you're walking into. In fact, most of the time you're walking into chaos and you've got to be the calm in the storm. Now, when we talk about authenticity, I love that Liberty brought that whole notion to the table. You've got to know who you are because when the crap hits the fan, that's when your brand really counts. You know, I had a chance to speak on stage at a conference one time and introduce Michelle Obama. And Michelle Obama said in front of an entire audience, you know, being in the White House, becoming the first lady, becoming the president, that doesn't define who you are. It shows who you are. Because moving into that position for the Obamas was a super chaotic experience. And it's not a place that you get to define your brand. In fact, it actually showcases what your true brand is. So as you think about building your brand, as you think about documenting and showing up on brand every single day, that is the purpose. You've got to know what your brand is when you're in calm waters because you never know when you're walking into the storm where you will be forced to show up as who you really are. And are you going to show up on brand in those moments? Well, that's our show for today. If you loved what you heard, make sure that you are hitting follow on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. Of course, follow me on all social media platforms. I'm at Jason Patria. And check me out on LinkedIn where I share tons of super helpful tips and tricks to lead with your brand. And remember, in your career, don't be a boring old commodity like coffee. Make sure that you are leading with your brand as a super premium brand every single day like Starbucks. You've been listening to Lead With Your Brand, the podcast that explores and uncovers exceptional career success stories and inspiring personal brand journeys with your host, personal branding expert, diversity advocate, and keynote speaker, Jason Patria. Remember to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us at leadwithyourbrand.com.